Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I am your host, Ward Al, and today we'll be talking about the Wong Song case. Now, some of y'all may be familiar with the case, um, uh, and these were a set of murders that, were, that took place in South Korea. It was also known as the Wong Song Strangler, and he was also known as the Korean Zodiac Killer, and, and these killings spanned from 1986 to 1991 now this individual was you know the, the cases ex- expanded for a very uh, very long time i mean it scared the shit out of people in this particular uh, province and so you know this particular killer had a certain way of killing uh, his victims there he would you know f- find him in a dark area because this this all happened in very rural farming and so these all his victims were they occurred at night and he used their uh garments to strangle them and to you know to uh you know to enable them from like leaving like you know he would uh, use it as as uh, the rope yeah, and he would make sure that they weren't able to go anywhere. Now, most of his victims were women, you know, girls, and they range from various ages. Now, the first, the first victim was Lee Wong, who was seventy-one years old. This occurred back in September '76. Now, she was leaving her daughter's house. And she was on her way alone, nobody else with her, just all alone. And, you know, she was attacked, unfortunately. You know, her body was found a few days later. Um, I believe it was four days later that her, her body was found in a field. And about a month later, Park Yung Suk, who was 25 years old, her body was also found. And we presume that she was also, you know, getting off the bus, you know, going home. You know, she was on her way to her house when this happened. And then in December 12th, Kwang Jong Bong, a 25-year-old, uh, her body was also found in, in a field. And a few days later, December 14th, an, another 23-year-old was found. And so, you know, you have these range of ages in in some of these victims 71 to 25 25 and 23 and uh well you know one of the other victims occurred in 1987 uh this was in january with hong jung hong jing young who was 19 years old and we not sure we're not sure she was on her way to you know a friend's house coming from a friend's house or coming from school you know some of the some of these people who live in these rural farming areas have to take several buses sometimes to get to their home so one can presume that she was coming back from school and 
you know, she was this unfortunate victim. You know, she was victim number five from what we know. And then on May 2nd, the sixth victim, uh, Park Yoon Jo, uh, who was 29 years old. And then a seventh victim, September 7th, 1988, Ahn Ji Sung, who was 50 years old, 54 years old to be exact. And then that later, that same year, uh, a couple of days, actually, a couple of days later, September 16th, Park Sung Gi, who was 14 years old. And this continued. I mean, they went, you know, to the ninth victim, November 15th, 1990, uh, Kim Mi, Kim, Kim Mi Jun, who was 14 years old, who was walking uh, from a bus uh, on her way home. And another victim in 1991 of, on April 3rd, Kwang Jong Kwang Su Sung, who was 63 years old, um, was the next victim. Now, again, these in all these girls were victim of this perverse and serial killer who attacked these women and the people living in this area were scared. You know, they didn't know who was doing this they didn't know why they were doing it and they were clearly doing this to women and so you know this was happening in the rural farming area so again a lot of these places kind of you know uh, kind of spread out and you know a lot of these a lot of the victims were alone walking home and you know this predator took advantage of that you know he would uh gag them and rape them and strangle them with their own clothes and he scared many of the people in this area and you know this was something that you know it obviously expanded because this inspired a movie called memories of a murder now i seen this movie and it's very interesting i strongly suggest for you guys to watch it it's a thriller and it's an inspiration of this particular case this particular killings and it's interesting to watch because you know it gives you an insight of what was happening back then of what the killer could have thought what was happening because the other thing is you had over 1.8 million officers looking for this killer and here's the other thing here's the other thing and, and it's and it's very important because nobody saw this and the 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 uh the killer picked this particular area because because of the exclusiveness because it separated the victims from possible other people helping and being involved and so with that it it gave the the killer opportunity and an advantage um over its victims and you know it's very unfortunate this that these people fell victim to this to this killer and so you know you have to think about if you're an investigator how to track down a killer and and Killers are all alike, you know, they have a hunting ground, they have a pattern, they have a method, um, 
you know, they may have an ideology of some sort. And we've discussed many, many killers in the past. And they all range. They all have some kind of method. They all have a specification. Uh, this particular killer was obviously looking for women. And it had a specific hunting ground and a specific way of killing his victims and so with that you know you have a lead of some sort and with the method of killing you have yourself a serial killer because you have not just the method and format of killing but you have a series a set of killings uh, off falling within the same um, mythology and intact, if you will. And so, again, you have to think like the killer. Now, one of the things that at the time that was occurring is that, you know, people were trying to figure it out. Who who was this guy? Who was doing this? Why? And, and again, if you lived in this area and you lived in this time, you would be also scared. And, it, and in a way, and that's why it reflected the Zodiac Killer, you know, or the Texarkana Killer. You know, you think about it. These killers were also attacking people when they were out alone and it was at night. You know, the killer had some kind of covering and like the Texarkana Killer, you know, attacking in the rural countryside and the farming areas because you would scream for help and nobody would know. Nobody would know where the screamings were coming from because, again, your neighbor would be distant, you know, over a mile sometimes in these areas. And so, you know, the it provided the opportunity for this killer. And so same thing here. You know, you have this individual who took advantage of that, who saw the opportunity to do these heinous acts and so you have to think about well who would be a killer who would have this type of method and this type of uh, of thinking and and range of victims and so for this made for the police very difficult because one of the things that some people noticed and I didn't look into a whole lot deep into the files, but for some of the the people in the area noticed that some of the some of the crimes were being conducted during the rain, during the weather uh, change. And some would say that there was a particular song playing. Now, all that is hearsay, you know, not not many people knew because the latency of when the bodies were found you know a couple of days could have passed it could have rained in between sure and 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 we don't know if the last time that the victim was seen alive was the night that the victim died now it's very possible that yes it is that that victim was seen at that last time they were seen alive that that was the last moment that they were alive that that same night they could have fallen prey to this killer um all very possible now you have to think beyond that again like if you're in the investigator now there was a 
bus driver and a helper of the bus driver that came forward and said that they may have had seen a possible murder. Uh, and this driver had picked up an individual who had a slim face, you know, gave a description. And, and this description was put out with the papers of the possible individual because this individual also had like a v-neck um, shirt and had blood stains on. And when they picked him up, you know, it was a day that it was raining. And this individual appeared to be rushing to get to wherever they were going to. And when they picked them up in the area that they picked him up was in the area of one of the victims where one of the victims was found. Now, you know, here's the thing, you know, they back then they didn't have DNA testing like they do now. They didn't keep record on of a lot of that. You know, that which was a very unfortunate they didn't. And it was, you know, one of those things that, you know, it, it handicaps, you know, back then you think about, you know, the technology, how far it has come, how far it has advanced, you know, it has advanced widely. And one of the things is that, you know, you look at the the way things are investigated, the way things are seen, the way a crime scene is seen and revisited and relooked multiple times and of course you want to do that because you want to get the full spectrum of what a killer is thinking and especially in these type of cases where there is obviously a series of you know set of of killings and you know you want to be able to find your suspect you want to find the killer you want to find the individual before they strike again now, these killings, again, like I said, they continue all the way to 1991. And then suddenly, they abruptly stopped. You know, they ended. But why? You know, why did this all of a sudden stop in that particular year? And, you know, they didn't continue on from that point on. They just ceased to occur. So, you know, many of the people wondered why. You know, why did they stop was the killer injured was he in a mental institution did he get sick did he die uh, did he have a sudden change in lifestyle did he move away from the country um you know did was this temporarily was his new tact of killing something that wasn't thought of but like what if his new tact of killing was entered more into the city and he was getting rid of his victims in a more methodical manner where the bodies wouldn't be found, you know, or maybe the crime scene was made to look like an accident or made look like to a robbery gone wrong type of thing. So, you know, you have many ideas to think about why something like that would have stopped. You know, you really got to think of reasons why you know because a killer really never stops they usually change method maybe or there's usually sometimes a sudden type of change in their life and like it was um like it was theorized is that you know 
there obviously had to be a major change where either the killer got sick, jailed, imprisoned, um, change of area, left, died, was already serving time, you know, a numerous amount of things that would have, you know, prohibited the killer from attacking another individual. And so people had to really think what, what happened, you know, what was going on, you know, and during all of this, you know, time had passed and as time passed, eventually convicted an individual of, of these murders, you know, who they found that he was, this individual was linked to one of the murders. And this individual was Yung Sung Yi, a 53 year old man, right? Well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but he at the time was 23 years old when he was pretty much arrested for a crime he allegedly committed a murder of a 13 year old girl and a, and that it wasn't it wasn't just a murder it was a rape and so you know they allege that he committed these crimes and he was sentenced for 20 years now this occurred last year where he was acquitted he was found innocent now the reason he was found innocent of these crimes is because the real serial killer confessed now why did the real serial killer confess well the thing is with the serial killer is that he was already serving time um you know he was already serving time in prison and i believe you know what ended up happening was is that they found dna in you know by this point they had dna of one of the killings of you know of one of the girls underwear that the killer left behind and so this was cross-referenced with you know our technology uh and a hit was produced and was the match of this individual and it came out to be Lin Jung Jae and he turned out to be the positive match of the killing now he was already serving a life sentence uh, because he killed his sister-in-law so he was already imprisoned um, for life um, without the possibility of parole and so actually no with the possibility of parole so he was again like I said he was already serving time for a killing of his sister-in-law so that would be the reason why the killing stopped he was already serving a prison sentence they were trying to figure out okay well shit man this is the guy we gotta let this other guy out and he was quitted and now he is obviously suing for for his time that he had already served his obviously he needs to get some kind of compensation and i think it's something around 1.6 million dollars and he i mean he might win i mean he is set to have money to get paid 
for what happened to him. He was wronged and he was given an apology and, you know, he he accepted, you know, what had happened and he forgave uh, the real killer, um, you know, for the wrongs that had happened to him. And that was like big of him, you know, because he forgave Lee for what ha- what had happened to him. And so you really don't get that a, wh- a whole lot of that. And so he, you know, is, is free, but you can never get those 20 years back. Now, um, the thing with Lee, John Jay, is that um, he had previously, before these killings that we know of, before the killings of Wong Song, uh, he had other ones. He had other killings i mean he wasn't just somebody who would stop he had killings prior to these and you know we don't know the victims because some of them he just raped and he didn't kill them until like later on but he had a about from what I understand, he had about another seven uh, victims that he had uh, raped. And then later on, you know, his sister-in-law, which he was imprisoned for, um, who at the time was 19 years old, and her body was found a couple of days later. And so while, while they looked into his case, they found that there was another possible killing that he did in 1992 where he strangled someone with a telephone cord uh, Lee Jung-yoon who was 20 years old and he also confessed to uh, something to roughly about 30 rape and rape attempts that he had during this spree uh, before he was imprisoned and so you have a lot of cases of this man doing these things to other people. And, you know, the one of the problems is that, you know, they're not able to convict him. He won't go to trial for these murders. Um, and that's because the statute of limitations have already passed. And I believe their statute of limitations is for 15 years. So this stopped in 2006 is where the statute of limitations ended. And so, you know, unfortunately, his victims won't get any justice, which sucks. But knowing that he's in prison already serving a life sentence, you know, that... Is something, but I mean, you know, he went. I mean, if it wasn't for him killing his sister-in-law, he would have continued on killing. Who knows if he would have changed his method? Who knows if he would have changed areas, different countries? He would have left the country. He would have left to Europe or in the U.S. or anywhere else, and he would have continued on his his murder spree. And so, you know, it's kind of it's very difficult to decipher whether you think, well, you know, well, at least he's imprisoned, you know, type of thing. 
um, it's hard to think in that in that kind of manner because you know you have these victims who you know won't be getting justice you know they won't get that day in court in a way but knowing that this monster is locked away is something at least you know for the people who live in these rural farming areas because it's very unfortunate that this event happened and who knows how you know the the psychological effects were in these areas i mean you know you have this type of happening occurring and it changes people you know people are scared they're frightened they're you know you have to change the way you leave at night and go home and and travel and go from a friend's house and changes the way you operate and and move and, and socialize so you know it sucks but i mean at least again like i said this individual is locked up away and and and, and it sucks though on top of that that you had somebody locked up away for such a long time for a crime he didn't commit and it happens it happens around the world for with many people um but i mean at least he is out of prison uh yung sung yi and you know hopefully he gets his compensation for what he for what he went through uh but for the victims you know it justice was really really not served you know and, and it's tough and it's tough especially for the 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 families of the victims but uh, again hopefully you enjoyed this informative episode we'll be back next week with a new episode hopefully again tell your friends like rate and we'll catch you on the next episode later guys <laughs>